Hello Blazers, this is Jeff Odo. Over the next year or so, I'll share some of my philosophies on what I think it takes to build a business from scratch to $10 million in 10 years. So buckle up for this week's episode of Start Me Up. This week we're going to start a three-part discussion about the appointment ratio. This message will cover how we measure the effectiveness of converting decision-maker conversations into appointments. Typically, the hardest part for a salesperson in our industry is getting to talk to a live person. Of course, the ultimate live person we want to speak with is the decision-maker. Between voicemail, email, gatekeepers, administrative assistants, and lots of other competitors calling and saying the same thing, it's really a wonder we ever talk to anyone live at all. And that's why when we actually do get to talk to a decision-maker, we really need to make sure that we take advantage of the situation. The appointment setting ratio is simply the number of appointments set divided by the number of decision makers talked to. Remember, we covered this way back in week number one. So the example I believe I gave you was that if you talk to 10 decision makers and only get one appointment, then your appointment ratio is 10%. All right, so let's talk about why this ratio is so important, as well as some of the benefits associated with tracking it. Number one, it allows you to focus on what's the most important. Number two, it tells you what needs to be trained on. Number three, it's the greatest indicator of future success. And number four, it's going to save you a ton of money. All right, let's start with the first benefit, focusing on what's the most important. And as we know, being busy is not what matters. Doing the activities is a rabbit hole we don't want to go down, but being effective is what really matters. For example, instead of focusing on the number of activities someone does, I think we should be looking at how many appointments they schedule for every 10 decision makers they talk to. No matter how new or tenured your sales reps are, this number is vitally important to your success. While we would like to manage new salespeople the same way we manage tenured salespeople, which of course is by dollars sold, you can't do that with a new salesperson unless you have money to burn. If you attempt to manage both types of salespeople by dollars sold, you're going to need a lot of time and a lot of money. Time to allow the new salesperson to build the pipeline, submit the proposals, and wait for decisions, and that all takes money. However, by managing new salespeople based upon their appointment ratio instead of dollars sold or activities, you can save money, reduce turnover, get better results, and start helping your team be successful on their very first day by allowing them to focus on what truly is the most important at this stage of their career. Allow me to share another reason why it's not ideal to measure the success of salespeople by activities. When measuring activities only, How do you know when it's time to help or even take corrective action if a salesperson is not producing? How many total activities exactly does someone need to do in order for you to be satisfied? Do you have your number? Well, I would argue that the number is meaningless. Why? Because as a salesperson, I can easily make 100 dials a day. I can send 1,000 emails. I can distribute as many mailers as I need to to meet whatever your metrics are. But again, what does that truly tell us? Without results, these are just meaningless numbers. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that people stop tracking all activities. 
What I'm suggesting is that owners and sales leaders stop looking at them unless they have a specific question about them. However, if you focus on the appointment ratio, you will have the most powerful number you need to predict future success in a new salesperson and be in a position to truly help your teammates succeed. Finally, allow me to address how this ratio helps you save money. How long do you think most franchise owners tell me it takes before they are willing to let go of a new underperforming salesperson? Most people I talk to say it's going to take them at least 90 days to make a firing decision on a salesperson. Why? Because they are placing too much emphasis on activities and financial results. Now, if you were to ask me how long I think it should take, I would tell you one week, two weeks max. You see, during the first few days, I'm looking at things like the hours worked, attitude, the questions they are asking, as well as the data, like how many physical cold calls they did, how many dials they did, and if they're effectively using CRM. Because as you know, if it's not in CRM, it did not happen. Beyond the first week, I add to my list of things to look at is how many decision makers they talk to and how many appointments they set from those conversations with their appointment ratio being the most important to me until they're making their financial goals. I think we need to be with new sales reps for at least the first 10 people they talk to. We do one, they do one. And I'm okay if the sales rep doesn't schedule any appointments during the time together because after each call, I'm going to role play with them and debrief the conversation. I consider this part of the training process that we all need to go through. But once they're on their own, if they go 0 for 10 with the first 10 people they talk to, again, on their own, I might not be too terribly concerned. I just know that I'm going to need to do more role playing. But if they go 0 for the next 10, I'm now starting to get really concerned. But that's okay. I'll role play one more time. But if they go 0 for 10 the next time, then there's definitely a problem. If a salesperson's talking to all these people and not setting appointments, something is terribly wrong. And the good news is all of this happens way before 90 days. So if we do the right thing by releasing them at this time, we're not only saving a lot of money by not retaining someone who cannot produce, but we're also allowing them to move on to something else where they can be successful. I sure hope through these messages you picked up on my passion regarding this topic. I'm so adamant about it because I see so many locations wasting time and money by allowing new, underperforming salespeople to linger. This message is a call to action. It's a loud signal blaring. It's warning you not to make the same mistake that I did for years and years and years. In summary, tracking appointment ratios allows you to focus on the most important activity. It is your greatest predictor of success, and if done right, it will save you money because you'll be able to take action much sooner than waiting for the financial results to come in. And if you're wondering what an acceptable appointment ratio is, well, I have to say it depends. It depends upon the maturity of the market, the maturity of the salesperson, and the sales acumen of the owner. But regardless, it should never be less than 7%. But what matters more to me is the trend. Because the trend tells you if you're getting better or worse, and it tells you what you need to know quickly. Thanks for listening to Start Me Up. 
I hope that you'll talk to your team about what you learned today and implement something specific between this week and next. This will allow you to keep building on the foundation for a successful citywide business. Rip along, my friends.